Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Small business is being faced with a quadruple whammy of rising costs all coming this month. What a horrible prospect for anybody involved in a small business. Crash owner Elaine Dunn, who often talks to us on the show about the struggle faced by child mining businesses, says these costs will mean business closures and job losses. Elaine joins me now. Elaine, Happy New Year to you. And I genuinely mean that in every sense. I hope it will be a good year, but it's going to be a very tough year. No, Happy New Year to you as well. But uh, yes, um, what we've seen already in the last um, couple of weeks, in Cork alone, five services have closed down. In Cork alone, in rural areas in Cork. Mm. We saw two in the Dublin area, another one gone this morning, and one announced a closure um, in February as well this morning. So we're seeing all of these small businesses closing down. And like we have to understand that the, the added cost of the PRSI, the extra sick days, the, the auto-enrolment, all of that is crippling us. We're tied into fee freezes. And we, if we want the government funding, we have to fee- freeze our fees. Mm. And if you come out of it, you have to put the cost on the parents. But it means you would be upping your fees by anything from 25 to 35%, 40% to parents. And oh. they can't afford it either. No. So it's just a vicious circle. And it, I, I know when, when, when we spoke last, um, I, I think it was probably late last year, th- th- things were literally the same as they are right now. N- not not. Nothing, in fact, has changed, has it? Nothing has changed at all for us, no. I mean, we've been out protesting on the streets of Dublin and on the streets of Cork. We, we've been protesting continuously, and it's gone on deaf ears, unfortunately. And now, you know, our increase of core funding for providers for next year per child is four cents an hour. That's not going to cut the cost. I mean, I, maybe I should say how much it's going to cost me. Um, I have 19 staff, and with all of those costs being brought in, it's going to cost me per staff 3100 a year that's 60,000 nearly it's going to cost me 3,000 3, of, of an increase is that what you're saying increase yeah increase per staff member 3,100 increase per staff member and I can't afford that and I can categorically tell you here and now at Christmas I had 12,000 euros in my bank account to keep my business going and pay my staff and the re- revenue came in and took that money and I had to take a loan out to pay my staff wages. And I know many providers and many people in small businesses in around Cork are all struggling in the same way as, as our sector, except for we are tied into those fee freezes. It's crippling, absolutely crippling. Yeah, yeah. What was, I presume that was tax that was due to the revenue, was it? Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. It was the 330s for my staff. 
God. And, uh, like, like we couldn't, like you can't run a business that way. We can't make business decisions. We can't move forward um, with government funding that is crippling this sector. It's absolutely crippling us. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look down the line, as I'm sure you've tried to look as far as you possibly can. What, what is there? Is, the, is there any hope at this stage? Um, gosh, I, I, I wish I could say there is, but unless government are going to listen, and in particular the um, Department of Children um, and the civil servants, they're the ones that make these rules, and it's government policy. And if government policy is to close down all small businesses across rural and urban Ireland, well, they're doing a really good job of it, mm. because they're, they're certainly closing down the childcare sector slowly but surely. And, you know, you're not going to get those big, large services going into rural Ireland at any time. You know, so parents are going to travel. They're going to struggle to get to work. It is going to take the women out of the workforce. There's no doubt about it. You know, like their their own in government's own rural document. You know, it it clearly states that you know their objective is to achieve the substan- uh, sustainable development of rural areas, uh, to encourage local economic growth. Well, it's it's not working. Mm. You know, if, if if you look at five services in Cork alone in rural Cork. On Christmas week, on the 21st of December, closed down. There has to be a problem. And you look at the Irish Times today, you see the the schools now are calling a huge cry out for more funding for the public school system. You're looking at little cafes closing. The Irish Times have up online small cafes that are closing down and interviewing these, these wonderful people who have been forced out of business also. I mean, you've got to look at that. There's something is wrong mm-hmm. if, if government policy is not working for us. And is it because government policy is too slow to keep up with the the, the rapid emergency here, or or is it just that they're making promises they're not keeping? I, I think I just don't think they're seeing the bigger picture. I don't think they're realizing that you know how much the cost of living really is per family. Like go and interview families in all different areas and on walks of life in, in different counties, and really do you know your. I suppose, look and investigate, but they're not doing any of that. They're just ploughing along with policy. And when you're implementing three or four new um, schemes that are going to cost the employers more money, how are we to fund it? Mm. It's either going to be put on the customer, but for our sector, we can't put it on the customer because we're tied into fee freeze. We want government funding. So it's a vicious circle. You know, I, I always say to people at this point, you know, e- even, you know, I'm, I'm also speaking on behalf of, of a lot of SMEs here today, small businesses today, is like, don't go past your local shop, don't go past your local pharmacy, go into your local butchers, keep them open, keep them afloat, because it's so important that you keep all of our businesses going. Do you foresee having to close this year? I have a meeting with my accountant in two weeks' time, and I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I've never, in all the years I've been in this sector, I've never struggled as much as I have this year. And I know I'm on behalf of many childcare services down in Cork. I, I know they can all understand and relate to what I'm saying. Um, did I struggle over Christmas? I didn't have a good Christmas because I worried about how I was going to come back into January, you know, having to pay all my staff their holiday pay after Christmas. Yeah, You know, when funding comes in from the government and parental fees start coming back in, but that's no way to run any business. You shouldn't be like literally working, you know, from week to week. You're supposed to, as any good accountant would tell you, have three months wages in your accounts at, at all times. In our sector, that is just, it's a non-runner. That just cannot happen. There, There isn't enough government funding there to keep us afloat. 
And I presume you've spoken to the elected representatives in your area. What are they saying to you? Um, I've spoken to many, many TDs. I've, I've spoken in the AV room in Leinster House as well. We've, we've, we've really raised the bar on, on the, our whole situation. But they go to the department and, and everybody gets the same letter back. All of the millions. You quote millions. It sounds wonderful. Break it down. And it's four cent extra an hour in core funding per child coming in and being implemented in next September. I mean, even for parents, you know, for the National Childhood Scheme, they gave them an extra um, couple of cents as well, but it's not coming in till next September. How is that helping the family? How is that helping our businesses? It's not. And parents aren't happy about that either, you know, and it's time that, you know, the providers and the, the parents all came together and worked together and really got government to listen because that's our only hope or you're just going to see many of us closing. You look at the UK, a massive chain closed down in the UK in the last 24 hours. They just didn't reopen because they couldn't because of the government schemes over there. And they're looking at implementing the schemes that we have here over in the UK. And I, I wish them the best of luck because if it's not working here, how is it going to work over there? Yeah. I was talking to Adrian Cummins there from the Restaurant Association of Ireland just before 11 o'clock. One thing we were talking about, and it's mentioned in that article in the Irish Times on small businesses, the likes of, of, of coffee shops and that, that business models that worked 10 years ago just don't work in this economy that the way they, they did. Is this an indication that the government is out of touch with what's happening? Yeah, I, I think they are definitely out of touch at this point. And, and look, I understand what government are trying to do, and we all get that. But you really need to sit down with the people on the ground. You know, there's all of these people speaking on our behalf up through government. But like, are they really listening? Like, we need people to really listen to what we're saying. I mean, all of these small businesses, they are, they are what makes a community. And communities are shutting down. And people will be forced to move out of those small rural areas in, in Ireland and move back to urban and at, at a huge cost to them just so they can get childcare, just so they can, you know, be able to live. And, and that's wrong. I mean, we're supposed to be working. And the government's own rural document clearly states that they want to keep rural Ireland afloat and keep it open and implement, oh, bring in all these new implementations. But like, where are they? Mm. We can't do it without the funds. Yeah, and we're now into the, 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 the countdown to the, 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 the local elections and the, the general elections. So maybe it's, yeah, a good, maybe it's a good time to, to, to kind of grab them by the scruff of the neck and say, right, if you don't, if you don't pay us, we won't vote for you. No, well, this is it. And I think it's not just only about the childcare sector. I, I think all sectors need to come together here, you know, because we're all we're all kind of flying our own kites and trying to keep going and keep going to government. But I think if every single sector came together and worked together and, you know, and maybe closed our doors and really showed them what it'd be like if we were all gone, maybe then government would have to listen to us. But right now, it, it just seems to be going on deaf ears. Yeah. Here's a, a text from Brian. He says... Um uh, he, he says, I just had to let six staff go before Christmas and yet all I hear all morning on the news is the Taoiseach talking about a DART-type transport system for Cork achievable in the next five to ten years. What about my job? What about my staff? Well, this is... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This, you, you know, and and I'm so sorry to hear that, and, and and I feel sorry for Brian because, 
it's very difficult difficult to, to let people go but you know in the greater scheme of things we don't have any choices anymore mm. like we have to close our doors and we have to start laying off staff and then you've got redundancies and everything else that people can't afford i had a message in this morning from one business owner and it's not in the sector in the childcare sector it's true isn't me and she just asked she said like how do i close my business without having to pay thirty thousand in redundancies that i don't have yeah yeah, people are worried about redundancies and everything, you know, and I know that's why a lot of small um, services have not closed up because they're saving the money to pay their staff redundancies. Am I right in thinking that a lot of what they're discussing in Leinster House at the moment is becoming less relatable to the reality of what all of us are enduring here? Um, yeah, I, I just think you have a lot of people in there saying a lot of things, but maybe they need to bring us in and allow us have our say. Like a lot of small businesses go into the AV room. We all say it like, look at, you look at um, any of the other sectors that go in and we, we try and get our cases heard in Leinster House and it's all just blown out of proportion. And then the millions and millions and millions that they're putting into the different sectors, that that's always mentioned. But like we've continuously asked um, government, can we see a full breakdown of the Department of Children's funding where it goes to? And that's been going on now for nine months and we still have not received those documents to show us where all of the money goes. Because I can tell you one thing, it's not coming to us on the ground. And do you ever feel after one of those Oireachtas uh, um, sessions that you, you, you're wasting your time talking to these people? We went in and um, I spoke in the Oireachtas community before Christmas and I really felt that... Um, they were listening. But then the Department of Children were brought in the week later and I just felt so deflated. And I know many people here, you know, in, in our sector felt very deflated after the answers because, again, they, they quoted millions and millions and it, it made us out to be just making stuff up. I mean, we're not going in there and fighting for our lives for nothing. You're fighting to survive in a business. In a business, as as Brian said there, that was very successful. Mm. before government came on board. We were all very successful business people before the government started to implement all their policies and bring in all these different schemes and, and underfund us and undercut us and force us into a fee freeze. Yeah. A, a story I heard before Christmas, um, uh, a very popular pub in Dublin, which would be very well known, and I won't name it because I know the owners, but they ran a very, very successful lunch business where they were serving hot foods and full meals and then they were subjected to a government inspection and the inspector said, uh, this is not on, despite the fact that you could eat the food off the kitchen floor, it was so clean. And they've now not just lost their lunchtime trade, but they've also lost a lot of their custom throughout the day and night. Oh my so I think the point you're making there about, you know, once the government came in and got their hands on your business, that was when the thing began to go downhill, isn't it? And that is yeah, the case, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Since government have come in with their schemes, I mean, if you look at the early childhood care and education scheme, 69 euros a week per child, and then you get core funding on top of that, it still doesn't cut it. It doesn't bring it up to where you need to be to survive in the business and pay your staff high wages and, and look after all your costs. You know, it, it just isn't working. I mean, I would have said that I am a very, very good businesswoman and have I have been for many, many years. But to see my business going downhill because of government funding and our lack of, should I say, is wrong. You know, and to struggle, you know, to, to explain to your staff that you actually can't afford 
to give them all of their holiday pay that you can give them one week, but you can't give them the second week until they actually come back into work on the 8th of January. Mm. I the, mean, the you know, the you know, that's, said that's last, no nice way to be. The Taoiseach said last week, like, a few days ago, he said he, he doesn't see any, he doesn't foresee any problems in getting back into government. But how can he make a statement like that if, you know, I'm here talking to you now this morning and you're representing so many people in your sector that are completely on their knees and and yet he comes out I, with what many people would regard as quite a blasé statement. Um, I didn't hear the statement. Um, I, I'd like to see what um, documentation he has to back up what he's saying, though. Well, there's no documentation ahead of an election. That's <laughs> exactly. For sure. yeah. Because no, no. I mean, you know, I mean, he must know something that we don't in behind the scenes. <laughs> because I yeah. don't know where or how anyone can like. How can anyone say that they're going to get voted in again until the actual day of the the polling? Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's, it's a very blasé statement to make if, you know, you haven't come down to the level of the people on the ground and realised, actually, we really are in trouble here. Yeah. We really, really are in trouble. Small businesses are in serious trouble. And it doesn't matter what documentation, like our rural document that government put out, any of those documents, they are words on a piece of paper. Mm. Because the reality on the ground for many small businesses, not just our sector, it's very serious. We're unsustainable and unviable businesses. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a start to the new year. And and I, there are quite a number of texts from other individuals, Elaine, very similar, saying that they didn't sleep over Christmas. They thought they were getting sick over Christmas, but in fact it was stress and anxiety ahead of yeah. a morning like this morning where things are slowly beginning to return. But not to normal, because I think that normal is gone. Um, you, you know, the whole myth of normal is it's just not something that we'll ever see in 2024. And and then you have parents who are looking to get their children onto waiting lists for creches. That's another additional problem and another additional anxiety. No, absolutely. And I, I feel very sorry for parents out there today trying to get out to work, because if we're gone, they, they have no hope of actually being able to go out and, and earn a wage to keep their household going. Look, we all know the cost of living has crippled families all over the country as well. So, you know, we're, I suppose this is where government really need to see that all the whole country comes together on this and says, look, this is not working for us anymore. Yeah. What is going on? All of these policies that are been implemented, understandably, they're trying to catch up with the EU, get it. But like you've got to think of the reality on the ground. And the reality is, uh, you know, opening up businesses after Christmas on, you know, the 2nd of of, of January. It's probably one of the hardest days for, for employers reopening it, in particular in, in the, the small business sector. You know, today reopening, I, I I have had many sleepless nights over Christmas along with everybody else and it's no way to live. Anxiety level sky high. Being going to GPs and, and being told that, that like you're completely stressed out. Of course we're completely stressed out. Yeah. You know, and anxiety can hit your body in a lot of different ways and we all need to be very careful of that very and true. mind ourselves. And, yeah. You know, and be very mindful. Elaine, thank you for joining us this morning and uh, I, I really hope that there's a, a, a glimmer of light somewhere in the next few weeks for, for you and for everybody else. I'll let you know. Yeah, please do. Yes, thank you. Take All right, care. thanks a million. Thank, thank you. you. That's uh, Elaine done there. Um, now Stella saying, I'm school principal and the stress has started this morning even though I'm not back with the pupils till next Monday. Uh, I feel it for Elaine and I feel it for so many other people, not just in the education sector but right across society today. Um, I I don't know. I think the, I, I sort of sometimes wonder, will the general election at the end of this year 
show us any sort of a different result. I think it probably will, but I do think that there's a core element of voters who will want things to remain exactly as they are because they're not affected by the issues that we're discussing here this morning. Um, they're, they're mostly comfortably retired. And that's a that's a term you don't hear of um, among younger generations today. There's no such thing as retirement for a lot of people that I know, and there's no such thing as comfort in any sense whatsoever. As Elaine demonstrated there this morning, in 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 her feelings about not being able to sleep and not being able to enjoy something as special as Christmas, and dreading the idea that January first is literally upon us, and we're now into a month and no one knows what's going to happen. It's just extraordinary to know what will happen. Quartz 96 FM.